Hey everyone, so I'm Lauren. I'm Nick. I'm Ivanska. I'm Eric. So today we're just gonna be talking about what we've been doing this week. So we're on week three now and it's been pretty interesting. Yeah. On Monday we had the opportunity to go with David to Palmasano Park here in Chicago and we saw a bunch of milkweeds. We even saw some monarchs flying around and it was really interesting. Yeah, and we saw a bunch of different plants too. Yeah, that was really fun because we got to he brought his little like what his little scope microscope and we got to see the egg close up. That was cool to see like the little lines and then Yeah. We sweet. saw about what like one hundred and like twenty milkweeds. Mm -hmm. And there was way more than that. They was yeah, yeah and only like what ten percent had like monarch mm -hmm. eggs. Yeah. Which yeah. is you know, a very small percentage. I didn't expect that. And it's, oh good. It's kind of hard to identify the eggs because there's also the latex that the plant has and mm -hmm. so it kind of looks the same, and so yeah, it was helpful to look at that magnifying glass, and like you can really see the peak that those eggs yeah, have. That was definitely a shock. Like, I kept I calling him. Like, I was just like, "Is this an egg?" And he's just like, "No." Yeah, you can't even tell. Like everything's like there's like the aphids and like the little yeah, little like uh, goo stuff. Yeah, stuff. and then I think I saw like two eggs under a leaf that got raided. Mm. Yeah, you saw those two, yeah, right? And I called Alex, and they looked like withered, and it was just like it's kind of weird. Yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah." I think something either they hatched or they got raided, but they got. I'm assuming it was that one because you know they usually eat the the shell. Shell. Mm -hmm. Props to David for doing that type of work because we were there like just a few hours and it was really <laughs> hot. Like I don't know how he does that all the time. But... And then he went out. I think he went out of town that same day actually. Yeah. Yeah. That email. I'm just like. He kept on working, like he's always mm -hmm. on his field work. Like summertime, he gotta get everything in, you know, take advantage of the weather. Yeah. It's kind of funny how laid back he was too, because it was just like, there were certain points during the thing, he was just like, oh my God, I found some eggs. <laughs> and he's like being really ecstatic <laughs> about it. Yeah, he's just like, oh my God, like this is so cool. You know, he's like pretty enthusiastic about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's and also like, it helped it be like more fun, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. seeing like everyone like excited when we like found like, out of all the plants, when we would see like an egg, everyone would be like, oh my god, I found one. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize how big the monarchs were, because I've seen like yeah. a couple, but like just being, I guess, in that field of the, you know, the plants, like there's a bunch there, and they're like really big, and I didn't expect them compared to yeah. other butterflies. Yeah, the, we saw on Wednesday a cocoon on the greenhouse, and it was really big. So yeah, was, like I understand what you mean. I thought they were like really like small and we couldn't see them, but it was like, clear that it was there and they were in odd places mm -hmm. so they weren't on milkweed plants but one of them was kind of like on the ceiling near the greenhouse like not yeah. anywhere near any on plants. the ledge and like brick and the yeah. other one was in rosemary which mm -hmm. is like <laughs> why was it there i don't know so yeah matthew the person that's in charge of the greenhouse was like why do you think that's there and we're like we have no idea that's Thing. Yeah, he was saying that probably the caterpillar was like just like eating around there and just fell asleep there or something. So yeah, Ivanska and I, we went to the greenhouse and there was a lot of different methods that Matthew was teaching us and not everyone in the internship has gone yet, but we're going like in pairs like each week. Yeah, we had a chance to learn about propagation of like plants and you know how to like, you know, reproduce like the plants without mm -hmm. like having to like start it like off with like the seed again. If not, we like cut a stem and replant it and it like grows the roots and there you have like the double. So that was really interesting to do. And we also got to look at our milkweeds that we planted a few weeks ago, like how they were already like 
bloomed and stuff. Not mm-hmm. bloomed, like germinated is Yes, germinated. And since there were so many in those like little like plots, we had to like divide them and that was pretty fun. Yeah, and then Matthew was also really interested in like our background and what got us to be a part of this program. Like I know me specifically, I've always seen my mom plants in our garden. Like that's something that she's always loved to do. And I was also a bit familiar with what we were doing with Matthew, like taking like the new growth, like I believe it was called the apex and cutting mm-hmm. that out. Cause I've seen my mom do that a lot as well. And yeah, Matthew was really cool. Like he was offering to give us plants too. Like, um, yeah, was it hibiscus, hibiscus and, and ghost peppers? Or Carolina, Carolina reapers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was really cool. Like it's a nice experience. And I think everyone else that hasn't gone yet will appreciate it as well. I'll have to check that out next week. Exactly. And on Wednesday, we also had a journal club with Dr. Luis Beltran. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, he's a cool guy. I thought he was like, everything he had to talk about was really interesting. Like, how he came here, what, where did you say he from? Colombia. Colombia. And then he went to Chile. And then he went to a bunch of different places. Costa Rica and a lot. And speaking of backgrounds, like, everyone here has really interesting. So do you guys want to share a little bit for the people listening? Like how we came here? Yeah. Yeah. How did sure. you guys see? Um, so this goes back all the way to high school when I was just a wee lad, I guess. So there I I was going to take a gap year from school. I was like, I'm not gonna go I'm not going to go to college. I wanna take things slow. And I wanted to work for this nonprofit that I've worked for in the past. And I thought, I was like, yeah, like, I'll just, and they were, they were okay with it too. Like during the summer, I'd be like uh, a peace ambassador, which really would have been cool if I took the job. And so um, I guess last minute, my mom and my counselor during April were like, no, like you, you gotta, you gotta go to college, you know, blah, 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 you can't do this. And I was like, oh, okay. And at that point, I only applied to three colleges. I applied to UIC. But, and they were giving me a special scholarship too because of my GPA, but I never turned in my high school transcripts. So they didn't accept me for that reason. Like, oh no, you never gave us your high school transcripts. The easiest thing that I could have given them, they never got it. And so I ended up going to Iowa instead since they were offering me free dorming and all that. I was going to go to NIU, but they got back to me literally the day after I accepted the offer to go to Iowa. So I'm just like, well, I guess I'm stuck going to Iowa then. So I went there, didn't really like it. I had a situation with my roommate, but that's a story for another day. (laughs) And then I went to Harold Washington last minute because I tried to find to UIC again, but you know, in true fashion, I kind of gave everything late. And by the time I gave everything, that was when registration began for classes, so they didn't accept me for that reason either. So then, third time's a charm. I applied in the spring, got my stuff in early, not late, and they accepted me, so I was like, okay, no complaints. And I just went, I've just been going here since. So it's pretty cool. I haven't got to experience an actual semester because with COVID and everything, I've just been stuck at home, kind of like to myself, not really doing much obviously with like with my family i would say the hardest part though actually there hasn't even been a hard part everything's been pretty much smooth sailing i'd say if i had to deal with stress by any means i probably would meditate but i have i have not had a moment that where i felt stressed since like 
senior year high school. And ever since then, I've just been like uh, smooth, it's been smooth sailing for me, so. And I just want to clarify, so how long have you been at USC now? UIC, so yeah. now this is my this is my second year. I during your second year? Yeah, my second year here, but I'm a junior now oh. based on my credits. So <laughs> last year was my first year. This is this would be my second year here at UIC. So I've oh. been out and about in schools a lot. Yeah, it's weird. So well, at least now you'll get to be on campus a little bit more since you know classes are Putting starting a bit to more. It's hard to make friends, dude. Yeah. Like literally, <laughs> literally. The group meets for those classes, people were just there to like give answers or get answers and go. Like no one cared about talking. I was just like, dude, like these schools want us to like make friends and I didn't even talk the, the I only didn't even classes. I yeah. didn't even speak to anyone. Oh and classes in person I did. That's how I like made my friends at the beginning. Yeah. So like online yeah. it was like mm. And then those classic Snapchat group chats as soon as the semester ends it just dies. Like <laughs> yeah, no they one do. <laughs> no one just ever says anything. Same thing for the group meets. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard to make friends. I actually made like a couple this year only because I was lucky enough that they like reciprocated. And I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I made a couple, but not a lot. But I, I and the main reason I took this internship as well was because like, bro, like I need social interaction. Like I'm right. tired of being at home and seeing family like once every couple of weeks. Like this is so boring in my house. Like I need something better to do than just like be in my room. I can relate to that like it's been a long time since I've had like a lot of social interaction and since mm -hmm. especially now we're all like dorming together and getting to know new people like it's been a while but it's been cool yeah so who else wants to talk oh, about their background I <laughs> so like um yeah in high school I, I didn't like know exactly what I wanted to do but I was like pretty set on like pre-veterinary medicine like I was interested in that like uh with like what do you call it like companion you know? mm -hmm. so i just like applied to a bunch of schools i got into like the university of tampa a few others like iowa like, just like random schools and i really just chose tampa because um just like the weather that was gonna be nice honestly <laughs> and so like i got there it was nice it was like a good school like it was super small so like the classes were like 30 kids it was like super like interactive like the teachers like yeah. They like they they knew you like they would like help you out if you were struggling and stuff so it was nice, but like yeah like how you were saying like me and my roommates just butted heads <laughs> the entire freshman year like we hated each other because like I was a morning person he was like a nighttime person so mm -hmm. he'd stay up till like four in the morning and I'd be trying to go to bed at like ten thirty and then he we just he was just like oh my god and then so what happens like I finished my first semester we started off on the second semester. And then, like, right at spring break, they just sent us home for the rest of the year. So it was, like, all online after that. And I was just, like, super annoyed. Like, I was, like, so, because I was paying, it was, like, private, it's a private school. I was paying, like, my mom was paying, like, $30,000 for me to, like, finish the semester online. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided to, I just wanted to, like, be closer to home. And, like, Tampa was mainly for, um, it's on the coast. So it was, like, mainly for, uh, like, marine. Marine biology and, like, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And, like, I didn't even, I wasn't really thinking about that when I was, like, applying. So I realized like USC would be better for research and stuff, and like, you know, more opportunities here because like my uncle went here, a few, a few of my family members went here, so I had some connections already. That's and, awesome. and then I got this internship, did some research with another uh, PhD student, so it ended up working out pretty well. 
And you're in your second year as well? Yeah, yeah. Here so, at USC? Yeah, I did my whole first year online. This is my like, first time on campus. So. Okay. Also, the same thing with Eric. Now yeah. this semester is basically going to be the first time you're ever going to be like going to the classrooms and all mm -hmm. that stuff. It's exciting. You're going to get lost a little bit in those yeah. buildings and DSB and... You know? Oh, trust me, I got lost when I called Desiree. I was like, oh, like where's, where's your office? And she was like, I thought you would have known. I was like, no, this is my first time on campus. Like, but it's all part of like the whole UIC experience. I feel like yeah. you have to get lost in one of those big buildings at least once. Well, how did you guys like that online learning? Because you guys were, yeah, you guys did all your classes online too, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was not fun. I at least had the, the chance to still be here on campus. Um, after, like, I left in March when I went back to Puerto Rico, but I came back for the fall because I was, like, talking with my parents, and the, one of the main reasons I came here was to, like, have that, like, different experience to, like, leave my, my country and, you know, you know, live by myself. So, yes, UIC is, a, like, I'm here because it's a great school and everything, but it was more to, like, live in a completely different environment. So they were like, if you, yeah, classes are going to be, like, online. But you still have to like the the chance to like live by yourself and you know learn how to do all your things. So I came back in the fall. Campus was empty completely. It was a little sad, but you know I grew a lot like as a person. You know I spent a lot of time by myself because you know. <laughs> but I made a couple new friends and it was okay. Same with the spring. It felt a little more vivid. More people came back, but it was still kind of like. You know, I wouldn't leave my room most of the time because I would be stuck in the computer taking classes. But I have hopes for the fall, you know, for it to go back to normal because my first year here was so fun. It was great. Yeah, so like you were saying, I hated how like, it was like, oh, I'm on the computer for like yeah. four hours of the day and then like for my break, it's like, oh, I'll watch TV for my break. And then and you're still on the computer. Like yeah. Nine hours a day just staring at a screen. Yeah. It's like my eyeballs would hurt and I'd just be like exhausted. And just, Cause like oh, usually, exactly. Yeah. One is like there in like classes. You have like what? You spend like four hours in classes, in lectures. Mm -hmm. Then you have to do the homework. So it turns out you're there like what six, seven hours. And then for break, you watch TV. So you're in the computer basically all day. So like your brain would get like I don't know tired. My eyes, I don't know. It was so bad. Yeah, it's really draining. For me, when COVID happened, I was actually my sophomore year. So ending my sophomore year at UIC and. UIC is the only place I've, or any first college I went to, only college I've gone to. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm actually from Chicago, so not too far, just like pretty close to home. But I guess how I got to UIC was that at my school, we had um, like the Las Ganas transition coaches. And so there were people that were recruiting students to go to UIC. And so I had applied to other colleges too, like out of state and stuff like that. But at the end, it just worked out. UIC was like a better option for me personally. So. I came here and like, it was a bit rough at first. Like I'm a first generation student. So I was like, okay. Like I thought it was gonna be kind of similar to high school just cause I'm just in the same place, but a bit of a different vibe. And you know, USC has a lot of resources, um, especially for me personally, like as a first gen student. So that was really nice to have. And it's been a great experience so far. Like I've been able to do a bit of research and just like there's a lot of ways to be involved on campus if you look for it and you know work towards that. Yeah, exactly. For me, I'm here because of like my, one of many UIC's like um, cultural like groups. Lares actually went to Puerto Rico and 
they went to like this activity that I happened to like go to because I was applying for schools in the United States just to see what happens, you know? I have many of my friends that are older than me, they have gone to school here in the States and their experience, they said it was great. My dad had the opportunity to go to school as well here. So I was like, you know, let's just see what happens. I applied to many schools. I didn't know anything about UIC. So one of my friends is like, hey, I'm going to this thing to talk with some people from the from the school in Chicago. And I'm like, what? I'm, I won't get accepted at the University of Chicago. And they're like, it's not University of Chicago. It's the University of Illinois at Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's that? And I went with her. And it was great because I got to meet one of the Lattice advisors. Her name is Maridin. And I actually started talking with her and she like convinced me. So I applied and I got a pretty decent deal that I couldn't refuse, mm-hmm. so yeah. I forgot to say that, yeah, I don't know why. I didn't apply to UIC in high school. Like for some reason like, in my head, I just like no one talking about it. Like my school didn't have like yeah. counselors that were like very involved in the mind, but they didn't like discuss like the different options for me. And so I just thought UIC was like, I didn't know what, I just thought it was like a community college. Like I just, like I had no idea. I never really looked into it, but then, like, after I went to Tampa, I started, like, actually going on the website. Like, that's how I started, like, looking into it. I started going on the website, looking at, like, the researchers and, like, what they were doing there. And I was like, yeah, it's, like, actually a pretty good school. Yeah, they're pretty neatly ranked in, like, research. That was also, like, a big thing for me because we're all, like, in the STEM field. So that's, like, Mm -hmm. an important part of, like, the search for, like, schools. Yeah. Uh, I was... At Tampa, I was I emailed like I emailed like probably like ten professors about research. Got nothing back here. The first person I talked to, I got yeah, the research yeah, yeah. I applied to this like four days before the deadline because my lattice advisor was like, "Hey, you should check this out." And I was like, "But the deadline is in four days." And he was like, "No, but like try it." And I like did it. I emailed my professors, and they answered super quickly. Like my bio professors. Super, they like gave me the letters of recommendation like super quickly mm-hmm. and it all like fell into place. So that was great. Yeah, USC, they want to give everyone experiences like yeah. no matter your background, especially underserved so opportunities. Oh, getting this, getting this job. I had four, I applied five days before the deadline because yeah, I, I, I got the email from Lattice. Yeah. I was like, oh, this seems cool. And it's like five <laughs> days. And yeah. then I was like, dude, like I really hope my the people I'm considering write the letters of rec even though it's such a short time span and they did it and I was like dude yeah. like I'm so and the lucky. transcripts I, I thought yeah. that was gonna take forever but I like worked oh. and I got them 30 minutes after and I was like oh okay <laughs> I I had a I had a big issue um so I couldn't I was in Mexico during this time huh? so I went to a printing store to see if I could get them printed I couldn't and I couldn't get it to work and so I was like, I wasn't freaking out, but I was like, uh, it was like at least three days before the deadline. So I had to call my brother. I was like, hey, like, I really need you to uh, like print this for me. And I gave up like my UIC info. I was like, just go into my account, print my transcripts. And that's pretty much it. And he just like, he did it. And I was just like, okay. That was like the second, that was like, I got really lucky as well at that point that he responded. Cause usually he doesn't respond. And he's usually just like, I don't know, too busy. Same. But he got back to me. So Everything happens really for a reason. But it got accepted. It's fate. Even if it was five days before. It's so, fate. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I only came here because my sister went here. That's literally like, I mean, it seems really cool for research and science. Like I've heard a lot of things about it. But like for the most part, I, I went here mostly because my sister went here. But your but sister went here for a reason. So yeah. She also, she was also in a 
the medical field. I mean, she has a job actually in that department. So. Yeah, it's, um, it's not an easy thing. No, it's not. <laughs> but um, you, you were talking about how like your high school was like doing pretty. Yeah, we were talking about that too. Dude, like, yeah. yeah, I was so lucky. I had a financial literacy class. I had driver's ed, and I wasn't. My school wasn't even well funded. Like we were probably one of the like the least funded schools in Chicago. I lived in Little Village, and my school was a CPS school. No funding. We lost like half of our classes by the time I was a senior. And so when I graduated, I was thinking to myself like, well, I jumped ship just in time because like all these classes. And now I actually, I, I saw one of my old teachers at, at campus and he told me that two of our teachers got laid off because of the lack of funding. And I was like, dude, like it's getting like worse every day. And I can't imagine for people that like, don't have access to like driver's ed, like a free driver's ed class or even like a financial literacy class because there's a lot of things that school doesn't prepare you for like they don't tell you like like how to deal with a police officer if you get pulled over they don't teach you like specifically like skills that you would need if you're on the if you're in the outside like how to like pay off your mortgage like how to make how to like not live from check to check and like how to like save yeah. and invest yeah. and all that like they don't schools don't teach you that they don't yeah. teach you like all those necessary skills because it's like the amount of people I know that live from check to check, like as soon as they get that check, they're out partying until that money's yeah, like dry. Say, yeah. And it's like, or just they're just doing something else with it that they could possibly be like investing or even uh, like budgeting that money yeah, properly. They don't right? teach anything about like they don't teach financial, you yeah, financial mm -hmm. literacy, like how to invest your money, how to like put it into savings. Like there's different, they don't teach anything. Yeah. Or even how to buy a car too. And it's just mm -hmm. like, all that stuff that you, you would need at some point in your life. Yeah, I do think the schools, they, really focus and hone in on like academics and yes mm -hmm. that's important and that's something that you know you want everyone to do and like jump over like hurdles and all that but i think it's really important to also like teach kids how to live like a stable life like what things will help them do that like financial literacy and all that so yeah that's pretty much the thing though it's, it's so weird and I can't believe like how lucky I am, honestly. But driver's ed, man, like thinking about it now, I haven't even gotten my license. As soon as I was gonna get my license, COVID hit, so it's just like, well, there's no reason for me to drive anywhere. So it's like, and I was at home anyway, so it's like. But I'm if you had driver's ed in your school, did you not like use it to get your license? <laughs> no, I, I had. <laughs> I like that's the irony of it. Like I never bothered to get my license. Like I know I should have, and like I'm working on it now, obviously. But it's like now that school's opening up, and like I'd rather just drive, to be honest. Yeah. But like, so I guess now we're gonna be talking about specifically our classes and sort of like hobbies, interests, whatnot. So it's called STEM. So I guess for me, my experience, everything has been really straightforward for me. I'm I'm like a swift learner. So it's like once I get the hang of something, like it stays there, you know. I'll forget it, but once I look back at it, it basically it comes back to me pretty easy. Like I do have moments where I struggle, but usually the most I've ever struggled was probably like maybe like 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, that makes sense, you know. And it's like I think it's just having that right mindset, I think. And it's obviously it doesn't work for everybody. Like obviously like that mentality doesn't work for someone else who sees things differently. Like I, I perceive everything in a different way compared to someone else, but 
in general, everything's been pretty easy for me. And I mean, I guess I'm not at that point where it's like if I was taking engineering and I was taking like thermodynamics, which is an extremely hard class, by the way, or something like orgo, which I'm not there yet, which I've also heard kind of things, mixed things about, especially orgo lab. But um, in general, everything's been pretty like well for me. Like I haven't struggled with any of my classes. Like I said, I don't really stress or I, I'm not really too concerned about like how I do myself. Yeah. And I do try to help other people out too. Like mm -hmm. I don't usually like give them the short stick or, you know, like screw them over. Yeah. So I try my best as, as much as I try for others, but you know, I got to put myself first sometimes. So it's like, no, I feel the same way about my STEM classes. Like, um, I mean, not the same exact way, but like my freshman year at Tampa, so it was like a smaller school. It was like 30 kids per class. So it was a lot easier for me to like, you know, like discuss with people. Yeah, and like, it was like more like, it felt like more like a one-on-one. -on -one. Not, it wasn't a one-on-one, -on -one, but it felt like yeah. that. Cause it was like yeah. they're right there. And like they could explain stuff and like you could answer questions. Like we had a lot more time to like discuss. And aren't your guys' classes like, what, like 200 kids? Like, yeah, that's a lot. So, it was like, major STEM classes like mm -hmm. biology, you know, chemistry one and two. Yeah. You know, those are kind of like big classes, so you don't really have like that one-on-one -on -one feel with a professor, which at times could make it a little more difficult. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I can't lie, these STEM classes here at UIC, they're challenging. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. especially they're like the weeding out classes yeah, of STEM exactly. students. For example, organic chemistry, I took it last semester and it was a challenging course. Like, and I did, I went to tutoring and I went to things and sometimes I just, no matter how much I studied, I just simply, didn't catch it and I simply didn't mm -hmm. do good, but you know, I just have to like, you know, keep studying, keep practicing. You the know, thing with that is like how you were saying, some of these teachers, they just like, they try to make you fail. Yeah, because they're weeding like, out yeah. the amount mm -hmm. of students. And it's so bogus because like one kid can have like a fantastic teacher and then someone else can be stuck with some like teacher that wants like as many kids to fail as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like that, that happened me a lot. So like I had a few, like for my camp teachers, like I got lucky and I got a few good ones and then some mm -hmm. of my friends got these awful ones that like yes. barely spoke English or like gave no extra credit or mm -hmm. didn't like do any like discussion afterwards and stuff. Yeah. Like they get a C and I get like an easy A and it was like oh like yeah. it's literally teaching. And that's like in every college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like that's something that has to change for it's for it's brutal. Brutal. Like the moment you it's one of those classes you can't miss a day of. Like you mm -hmm. yeah. if you do like you gotta be like on top of that or else like you really start to fall behind because like everything is just like a new a new day, like new new topic really so it's like especially if you fail one test like you really gotta like yeah. pick up the slide it's all and, like, like gradual like yeah. the topics that you learn in week three are the yeah. you're gonna be applying them yeah. in like week 10 so you really have to understand those yeah you can have like a really good grade and then have that fall off because of like one oh, simple easy. test and it like really screws you over my first semester was different because when i took chemistry at iowa it's a whole different story i still had senioritis so mm. i was just really lazy with homework and like I wouldn't turn it in to like till late. I remember I had an assignment that was like late by like two months once because I was just so lazy to turn it in. I would literally just like go to my classes, go back to my dorm, go to sleep, probably like watch a movie or try to do my work. And if some a friend invited me to go out, I would go out, which was like literally ninety nine percent of the time, like I would go out. Yeah. And my grade in chemistry that year, I took Chem one eighty. And I went from an A to a D in less than two weeks. That's but I rebounded so hard from that because it's like I went from like a whole D to an A because like I actually started caring at that point. And I was like, I wasn't freaking out, but I was like, I can't, I, like, I don't want to like 
start off the semester with a D because like I was passing every other class, but it was just, it was that one and anatomy and physiology that were the hardest classes that I worked in, I was taking in the, especially anatomy and physiology. That's mm -hmm. the worst. It was so bad. My professor was amazing, but the amount of stuff you have to memorize was just, it's brutal, you know? Yeah, and yeah, I, was, luckily, I was spending so much more time on yeah. like my biology and like chem classes. And like I had a few extra like history classes. It was just like absolutely for an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd be good. And then everything else was like all my time was free. Yeah, because all your STEM maths, classes yeah. take up all your time. Yeah. yeah. So the amount of work, the amount of studying, the amount of like concepts you need to know to understand it. But you need to take time for yourself to like not go crazy. So yeah, I think that's the big issue. Is like all these people are like all their time is like my like my main example is my sister because I grew up with her and I watched her like go through all that. She'd spend hours and hours like she'd stay up till like two three in the morning like cramming and studying not cramming like she'd always do this all the time mm -hmm. like and she'd be like crying like having like like just getting all flustered about one test and it's like i think what what worked for me and so i started doing this like this semester oh no two semesters ago i would work on like three things i would try to complete three things every day and so i'd usually like i would be done at the very latest by like four or five p.m and then after that i would just like relax and like take some time you know like i didn't want to spend all the time working because it's just like yeah to keep a it's balance just, yeah because so it's like don't burn out. you don't want to burn yourself out or just like lose motivation because like especially online where it's just, you're really oh, yes, tempted to it's so the amount of times i i was doing like chemistry homework like sapling or like pearson and i was tempted to just like go to sleep or watch something like i've had that a lot but i was just like i'd always like remain focused like no i gotta get this done and it would work, you know? Like my mm -hmm. study basically, my studying came in the form of practice. Like the more I practiced it, the more, it the more it came to me and the more it made sense. Like the problems that I, I didn't understand, like I would write them down as reference because mm -hmm. obviously those problems would be on the test or something like, like that. So it's like, I would write those down and I'd look over them. And that's basic, that was basically my studying and it really worked out mm -hmm. for me because it's like, I never really had cramming sessions or anything like that. Even if I did, it was just like, very rare that I would do one, mostly because like my, my sitting came in the form of practice and it's like I didn't have a moment where I was staying up at, well, I was staying up at like 2, 3 a.m., but I was watching movies <laughs> rather than just staying up 2 and 3 a.m., freaking out about an assignment that like I had a week to do. Like I would, even if it, even if I didn't finish it, I'd work on something every day rather than just like be lazy about it, you know? That's another Because then I, I, feel like, I feel like not stressing about stuff is like really important because yeah. I notice like sometimes I have a big, a big exam and I like, I'd cram all night stuff like three in the morning studying. And I'd be worse than if I just went to bed at yeah. 10 and just like try to wake up a little earlier and just like go over stuff. Mm -hmm. just like, I feel like that's like, gets you. that's like, the perfect balance, studying a little bit every day instead of a lot, yeah. a few yeah. days before. 30 minutes every day. And it's easier said than done because, mm -hmm. you know, procrastination is a big thing. But I feel like if exactly 30 minutes every day two weeks before the exam you'll learn the exact same thing as you it's do it's like hard enough to like hours. separate like school from your social life yeah. so especially with covid it was hard because you're always at home and so you always you feel like separate. guilty yeah. to do something it's even harder if you have a job so it's like you gotta like juggle all of that yeah right, yeah and it's like it was so weird like because like it was so hard to go from like work to like free time to work it was like, i always felt like i had to do something you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, like, oh, I could be doing like this time. And then I'd be doing like something to like kind of cool off and relax, but then like, oh, like, in the back of my mind, like I could be doing something. But yeah. it's uh, weird. Another thing too was also trying to figure out like what to do like after that. Cause like I would have at least like a bunch of time to myself before I 
like my, my class because I could really sleep yeah. in. And so I literally binge watched like Breaking Bad in less than like what, two months. And I was like, I felt, I was like, dude, like I'm literally just wasting my time. Like I got to find something to do. Yeah. So, so I just like. I guess I want to ask, sorry to cut you off, but like besides watching shows, like what's stuff that you guys do to de-stress to like not always focus on school? Like any hobbies? Uh, um, well, I like to like, um, I grew up playing hockey. So like I used to like rollerblade, like the, not the four wheels, mm. but like the, the inline, yeah, inline skates. So like sometimes I just put my headphones on, just go out for a little bit for like an hour and just kind of like just enjoy the, the yeah. breeze, the views, you know. And like I'll go to the gym, work out, play basketball. I'm just like I just like to get active. Yeah, be active yeah, outside. that's a really important. You know, yeah. have yeah. that little active moment in between your day, especially mm -hmm. with COVID. Especially with Cause COVID, because <laughs> that's what I would do. I was inside my my dorm room for all, like the whole time studying. I would just go like to the gym here on campus for like what forty minutes and come back, and that already would like change my day completely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's also a good thing to you know keep in mind when you're like doing so much at the same time, have like that little time period where you just like do something to like keep your mind up. Yeah. Yeah. I know I like ran sometimes because I mean in high school I like did ran for sports. So something that I try to do too. Yeah. I like walking. I have like really bad form when I run, but like yeah. at, at Tampa. Just like go for a little walk around campus. My, uh, my Fitbit, I'd get like try to get yeah. 15 uh, hours. My joints <laughs> used to hurt all the time when I'd run. But like I've, ever since I got back to, back into it, like summer, like I've been pretty I've been pretty good. And you see me sometimes when <laughs> the lights flashing and it's like three seconds left. I was like, I'm not trying to get ran. I'm not trying to like oh, wait yeah. for another minute. So I'm just like, I just and that guy that was running past us. You remember that yesterday? Mm -hmm. He was just like he looked at me. It was funny. Yeah, but I guess to pass my time, uh, I mean it depends how I'm feeling. Like I'm usually I'm not like. The amount of times, based on the tone of my voice, I've had people ask, I've had so many people ask me, like, are you depressed? I'm like, no, like, this is just oh, how I sound, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, but to pass my time, usually, like, if I'm not watching something, I will usually, like, I'll spend time with, like, my mom, since, like, obviously, like, the mm -hmm. only people in my house are, like, my dad's not here, he doesn't live with us. Not that my parents are separated, but, like, my dad just works a lot, so it's like, I don't see him. Yeah. So I'm usually, like, either socializing with my mom or just, like, I guess keeping things together. Uh, I'll also sometimes like I'll also like I haven't work out work out. I've been, I was kind of loose with it this semester too because I was like ah I'm in school, whatever. And I really started taking advantage of like the equipment I had at home because like my brother he has his equipment and it's like I started using it more and I didn't really get back into it fully until I actually moved in here because it's like what am I gonna do? You know I don't want to be that guy that just like goes back into my dorm and goes into my room and spends mm -hmm. the entire day there because it's like, that's boring, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and I, I'm interested to hear, everyone's talking about like sports and staying active, like have you been watching the Olympics? Like I know I've been seeing like the gymnastic trials and the track trials and it's really exciting because we were yeah. supposed to have it last year but now everyone's up and moving this year and it's really cool to see it finally happen. Mm -hmm. Actually, now that you bring that up, that reminds me. We were just talking about transgender athletes in, in the Olympics, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm all for inclusivity. 
like I think everybody should have free reign of what they want, what they want to participate in. I feel like there is kind of an issue if, say, you're you're transitioning to a point where you're you're fully developed as a male. You know, uh, there was a story where someone, you, I think it was a UFC fighter, um, he literally shattered this this female like his opponent's skull like shattered, and she was like so bloody. It was it was terrible, you know. And just like thinking of how much time that person had to develop and increase in like muscle mass before that transition, like you really see like how that might be unfair towards like other people. It's different if you transition at an early age, obviously, because like you have chemical imbalances and obviously like you puberty hasn't even kicked in yet, especially I think it starts much later for males than it does for females. So it's like you don't really have that like imbalance of hormones till much later so like obviously it's it's better to do it much earlier than it is to do it like later on but like some people don't know that they want to transition yeah that's true in their life so that is true like, yeah. i can understand how it's a like, loose topic that's sure. yeah it's it's a conservative yeah. like topic i can understand how like people have issues with that um how i see it is just that you know people they want a place for them yeah and yeah. so if it's in sports like i mean i'm happy to see everyone you know, do their thing and see how like great these athletes are, because it's really inspiring. It is. I think, uh, me personally, I think for like youth sports, I think they should be just like all inclusive for that. It's like it's mostly just participation, yeah. and like even in high school, like not like mm -hmm. yeah, like all youth sports, like high yeah. school, middle school before that, that should just be like all inclusive. Yeah. But I think for like professional sports, when people like dedicate their whole lives to one thing, and it's like you see these track athletes like. Female track, if you just like look at the times, it's like it's way different. It's just like totally different leagues. Like, but and then if you take like a like a professional guy who also dedicated like his whole life to that, it's just like he's they're just gonna like almost not all the time, obviously, but it's female athletes that are like insane. But like most of the time they'll just dominate. It's like it's not even fair to a girl who dedicated her whole life to one thing and then to just lose it all to Especially when they do it just for like attention. There was a guy yeah, that that's, like that's literally saying, yeah. he literally transitioned from male to female. Yeah. He I didn't well, he didn't transition. He he identified as female mm -hmm. just to like break the like a weightlifting record and then oh, as soon yeah, as he so broke it, he went back to identifying as male. So that's kinda mm -hmm. like also where that issue lies in for people that do want to take advantage. Like that's a problem on its own. I don't think that's the only issue in sports. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of sexism. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that especially is. you see it a lot with Serena Williams. For female like, athletes, she's like so many. No, there's no audience yeah. for female sports. Mm -hmm. Period. And she's like one of the best tennis players I ever. I feel like you and put then, Serena Williams in a court with any male tennis player, she's gonna beat them. I saw there was an interview with some person. They were like, "Oh, you saw that there's a male athlete that or tennis player that's like gonna be the first tennis player to do that." And they were like, "What about Serena Williams?" Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of women out there that aren't recognized. Yeah. The yeah, exactly. U.S. women's soccer team, the U.S. men's soccer team has no, like, titles, barely any. And the women keep winning the FIFA Women's World Cup, and no one knows about that, unless you, like, follow FIFA for the women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the the same, the Chicago, what is it, Chicago Fire? Fire. Like, yeah. the girls team, they're, like, really good, but no one hears about them either. That's so like, weird, especially with, like, how society's, like, it's so weird it's like I, it, yeah. it's just so weird like as a as someone that's like male myself it's like i i honestly don't know how to feel i mean it's like i understand that you know i'm not gonna shoot people down and be like 
well, so-and-so, blah, 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 like this and this and that, like just to completely go against that idea. Like it's so weird, like the amount of, the lack of representation there is, mm -hmm. you know, whether yeah. you're female, you know, transgender, so on and so forth. And however you choose to It's in a lot of fields, but we're trying to change that. Yeah. Like we're here and Zemos is doing that. Like we're Eric, Mexican, you're Yvonne Scott is Puerto Rican and Nick is Mexican and Italian and I'm Mexican. So, you know, we're all here representing. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. You listen in next week as well. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>